I thank Rabbi Zass for his generous introduction. I've been in this shul times in the past, and I hope to be here many times in the future, but never before have I seen such a packed base medrash. I see no empty seat and many people standing. For these horrible times, we are standing in a critical moment of cloudy soil in the history of our people, especially in modern times. And this is a very painful Painful period was so shocking and tragic. We never leave since the Holocaust. More than a thousand Jews killed, not in the course of combat, just slaughtered, killed. Mutilated, and this happened in our land, the Eretz Yisrael. Simchas Torah is probably the happiest day in our yearly cycle. Jews across the world dance, sing with the Sefer Torah. So Simchas Torah is always. An unbelievably happy day, but the 7th of October will forever live in infamy as one of the most tragic days we have known. And since then, we are engaged in war. And it is almost two and a half months of war, and each and every day we are losing soldiers. Each and every day, no almanas, no yesayman, fathers and mothers tragically burying children. Should be the other way around. Children were meant to bury their elderly fathers and mothers. Parents are not supposed to be burying young children. So these are days of profound tragedy. What is our tafkid? What's our duty? What is our obligation? As Torah Jews, far away from the war front. I think number one is to believe in It is hard. The Ramban writes, Yesh Dabar Echad, there is phenomena. Machiv Halivavot, Umadiv Hamachshavot. Breaks your heart, troubles your mind. And it is the phenomena of Tzadik Baralo. Why do bad things happen to good people? 
And the Ramban writes that this phenomenon caused many to lose their Amuna and the Tochen. And if this is the case on the personal scale, definitely on the national scale. When war breaks out, and we're losing lives every day. <coughs> but we need to believe Kodesh Baruch has his ways, which are above and beyond the realm of our understanding. Historically, every tragedy brings rebirth. Golas Babel was one of the greatest tragedies. And then the Chorban of Bayashani. But in the aftermath of Chorban of Bayas, we were Zaycha to the greatest achievement, the greatest literally literary achievement of climbing soil, the Talmud Vavni. In our modern days, the Holocaust was probably the greatest human tragedy in the history of the world, definitely in the history of Klaali Islam. Korban Abayas is Korban Abayas, and it is unparalleled because we lost the base of Megdash. But in human tragedy, maybe the Holocaust was the greatest tragedy ever. <laughs> and after the Holocaust, we were Zaycha to the rebirth of Israel. Hundreds of thousands of people coming back to our promised land, to Eretz HaKadosh. No one believed 80 years ago that this is where we'll be standing. Coming back after 2,000 years to our beloved Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael becoming the center of Talmud Torah, Yerat Shamayim, Hasidut of the entire world. So every tragedy brings salvation. Every goddess brings Gula. And we up to Akadish Borhu to the heavens, hoping that after this war and this tragedy, we will once again be Zaychan to see Nisim Venefloyas and to see and to see great things, hopefully. We need to feel the pain, and that is number one. The number writes, Peregimel Mehilchas Chuvo, a Polish Medalke at Sibur, and Lochelek Laulamaba. And this aloha is based on the Gemoran and Tanista Fidalas. Kosha Enoi Mitzayer Bitsarancha Israel. Person that doesn't feel the pain and doesn't participate in the pain of our people, a noro ebin achamatan, when I have the sphere to see the kula. And the Ramam defines 
who are those? A Polish Madame Kiatsi Rosha, Enoit Mitzair Bitsaron, the Enon Nabitani Tam. We need to feel the pain of each and every Jew and definitely the pain of our people. This week's parasha, the story of Yosef and his brothers comes to a dramatic climax. And I just want to note that the story of Yosef and his brothers takes up more space in Chumash Bereshis than anything else. Three entire parashas, Vayeshev, Miketz, Vayigash, are dedicated to the story of Yosef and his brothers. More than the entire story of Avraham Avinu or Yitzchak or Yankov, so obviously, his story is central and more important than anything else. And in this week's parasha, Yosef finally breaks down crying and revealing his identity to his brothers. And when we learn Parashas Miketz, you cannot escape some feeling and trying to understand Yosef's conduct. He seems to be taking joy in torturing his brothers emotionally. And whenever it seems to be coming to an end, one more shot, as if pushing the knife even deeper into their hearts. So he accuses them of being spies. He laughs up Shimon, sends the others home, insists you must bring Binyamin, and they cry to him, our father will perish. No, you must bring him. And Binyamin comes, and they're all happy. And he sends them home to bring their father. And then they plan to And once again, they're brought back. When does Yosef finally break down in this week's Pasha? Speaking to Yehuda. So let me share with you my feeling that I said many times and I have also written. Last week's Pasha. When the brothers realize something is going wrong, and amongst themselves they make a cheshbon and nefesh, and they say, "Aval Ashemim anachinu, alachinu, kiroinu b'tzoras nafshoi b'eschanoi elenu velo shamanu." We are to blame. He cried. He cried, and we didn't hear. As if they were passive bystanders, as if they are to blame because we didn't save him, we didn't hear. You are the ones that did it. You threw him into the pit. And let's just try to imagine. Yosef is thrown by his brothers into the pit with snakes and scorpions, and after a while, they bring him out. I think Yosef thought, my brothers had a panic attack. They became insane. 
And after an hour, they realize what they did, and they're taking me out, and we're going home. And to his shock, he's taken out of the pit and then sold down to alien people. So it was a problem we didn't hear. You did it. You threw him into the pit. You sold him. You lied to your father. But the source of the problem is... It all starts with the lack of brotherly love, the lack of compassion. Yes, that is where you were found lacking. That is your blame. He was crying. He's your brother, and you didn't listen. Yosef Atzadik knows that Kalal Yisrael will bear the consequences for ages. Yosef Atzadik Baruch HaKodesh knows what the Medrash says, that the Asura Harun Malchus for an atonement for the head of Mechilas Yosef. And against his feelings, against his will, against his wish, Yosef understands, this is my duty. I must bring my brothers to atone, to repent, to be metak in this Aveira. And Yosef needs to bring them to a point in which they finally will listen and hear and bear responsibility. It's difficult for Yosef. He, he cries in his inner chambers. When does he finally break down? When Yehuda says, Yehudi is convinced that Binyamin is the one that stole that cup. He knows no differently. He is convinced that yes, Binyamin committed this crime, but nevertheless, Yehuda says, I will pay the price. I promised my father. And whatever will happen, will happen to me and save my brother. When Yosef hears those words, he knows, I achieved my goal. I arrived at my destination. And he cannot for one more moment bear the pain. And finally he says, so we learn from this partnership that we need to feel the pain. It is almost impossible being so far away and bearing in mind that most of us don't have kids in the army. I'm fully aware that many of those here do, but most of us don't. And I never will tell people that are mourning, I feel your pain as if it was mine. No, that is impossible. But we need to feel the pain. I personally probably 
have been crying more in the past two and a half months than any other equivalent period in my life. And every time I get up to speak, I become emotional, as I assume is obvious right now. I can just assume. So we need to feel the pain. Abchaska Levenstein was the great Mashkir Hamtanovich. And we have Sirius Musar talks that he said in the Six Day War. And he cries in those talks and he says, How could we sleep by night snugly in our beds when we know that thousands of soldiers are lying in the ditches in the cold and the rain? Fighting. And how could we dance at our simplest? So many thousands of parents are worried that they can't sleep by night, worried for their children. I have a dear friend in Yerushalayim. Two weeks ago, he told me there's four kids in the army, four in combat units. 11 o'clock by night, quarter past 11, someone is knocking on the door. And if you have kids in the army and in unusual hours, there's a knock on the door, you faint. And you're afraid to walk to the door. Because the army will never notify a family that tragedy struck and someone was killed on the phone or by email or any other means. There needs to be a doctor available. So it's always personal. So this person tells me, I didn't walk to the door. I was afraid. And I hope that knock will go away. Didn't go away. And he's knocking and knocking for 10 minutes. With trepidation, I walk to the door. I open the door. And there's the yeshiva standing, stretching out his arm, collecting money. He told me, my first impulse, I wanted to kick him in the face. But I was never as happy to bring a guest into my house as that one. So my first impulse was to hit him. But then I thanked the Kodesh Prophet with him. Brought him into the house. I gave him food and drinks. I gave him more money than I ever gave personal because I was so happy to see that. I just tell the story that sometimes we're not even aware. We're not even aware of what these families are going through. So does Akkadish Bochum want us to feel pain just for the sake of feeling pain? No. If you feel the pain, you feel that you need to do something. And you need to try to be helpful. In what way could we be helpful? First of all, with actors, we need to stand together. And there are many sources in Chazal which teach us the importance of actors, especially in times of war. It is always important, but never more than in times of war. Medrash Rabbah Vayikra 
למדש סז, מה בין דורו של אחאב לדורי של דוד? In the days of Ahav, they were Oivdei Avodazora. And they went to war, and they were victorious. They were Tzadikim and Amdonim. They went to war, and they were vanquished. Dilturim is... people of Machlaikis, of Loshen Har. So what we learn from this Medish is in times of war, it doesn't necessarily depend how virtuous you are, what a bit tzaddik or alamzin you are. When we stand together, we win. When we are divided, we lose. There's a Medish, don't know where it is, but it's Quoted extensively in these days. and all this darkness it is something that gives us so much encouragement to see how special we are as a people hundreds of thousands of Jews are coming to visit Israel and many of them visit me at home and I tell them all are you in way are you aware that you are insane and most of them are surprised and they say Why does the love say that we're insane? And I say, because sane people keep away from danger. This is a country at war, and you're going to visit south. You might get a rocket on your head, and that is a somewhat unpleasant experience. There's a terrible war raging in the Ukraine for a year and a half, and I'm not aware that hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians from the entire world are coming to visit Lviv or Kiev or Odessa. A hundred thousand Ukrainians fled the country and a million Russians left. But we are different. We are so beautifully insane. Because Claudius Sword is a family. When your brother is suffering, you come to see him. And this is an inspiration. We're seeing so many people just coming down to Israel, not knowing exactly why they're coming. They're coming, they want to see, they want to feel, they want to experience, they want to be part of it, and they want to try to be helpful in any way they can. And this is... An unbelievable display of actors and this exactly what we need in times of war always but especially in times of war <laughs> but to be helpful you don't necessarily need to visit Israel you could sit here in Tina 
or in Lakewood, where I was two days ago, or in Philadelphia, where I spent the last Shabbos. We had a Shabbos of Achtus, and I've spoken all the different institutions and shuls in Philadelphia. So to be helpful, you could be helpful from here. Because we need your Torah and your Tfilis. We are believers. We believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we believe in the Kayach of Tfilah and the Kayach of Torah. Chaim Shmulevitz, the greatest yeshiva of Mir, and I once again talk about our previous wars, the Yom Kippur War, Shemus, they said, Erev Chag HaSukos, Tavshin Lamed Dalen, it's 1973, said there is no limit, Ein Gvul, to our Kiev to Daven, for the soldiers. My great Rebbe, the Kloisan Bagir Rebbe, Tavshin Membeis, I printed this title in my shoe. It was the Lebanon War, and he said, I got a fiddle, my father and two sons serving in the army together, and it tears my heart. Oh, we need to daven for these people. So we need our prayers. And each, each and every one of you, daven more and daven better. Add on an additional few kapitler tila maybe day to your tfilis. Because we believe in tfilah. And as Rabbi Zetz said in his introductory remarks, we believe in Torah, especially in times of war. I have an amazing shot, I think, in a Gemara twice in Shas. And the Gemara tells the story of Yeshua Benun as related in Sefi Yehoshua. In the time of Melchemes Kibishor, it's Melchemes Mitzvah. Yeshua goes out by night. I don't know whether it was his buddhidis. Maybe he had a Kesha with Bresler, but I don't know. Or it was just to get some fresh air. And he sees a commander. And he is baffled. He doesn't know this commander. <laughs> He knew his officers. Neither does he recognize his uniform. And he asks him, Are you friend or foe? Which can be belong to? Are you one of us? Or you belong to the enemy? And the commander answers, I'm not a mortal. I'm not human. I'm an angel. I'm a Malach, and I was sent with a message to you. And Yeshua asks, what is that message? And the Malach says, Bitul Emesh What does Yeshua do? Vayonan betoicha emek. Melameid shalan v'umka shalhalach. And I say, why I don't think I was there. If I was, I forgot. 
if I would be there, or if I would be Yeshua Benun, I would say to the Malach, Rabbeinu HaMalach, you might be a great Malach because I don't know how to evaluate Malachim. But obviously you don't remember Shas, because in Soytadach Memdalad, the Gemara says, that by Melchemist Mitzvah, we're potter from Talmud Torah, or Segbe Mitzvah Patum and Amitzvah. So what are you talking about, Bittel Torah? My guess is that the Malach says, Yoshua, open your eyes. You don't understand what you're seeing. Open your eyes and look at me. If I would be sent menashamayim, litboa elbona shel Torah, I would be wearing a Hamburg and a frack, like a Shashivas wear. I'm not wearing the classic of dress of a Shashiva. It's not about Torah. If I would be sent menashamayim to demand more Hasidus, I would be wearing a Steimel and a Kaftan and maybe Weisse Zuck and white socks like the Rabbeim wear. Look at me, he says. I have full military gear. I have an army uniform. You thought I'm a general. I was sent to talk to you about the war. Not about Talmud Torah, about a war. Jews don't win wars with Bittu Torah. Jews don't win wars just by the means of force and might. Jews win wars with Torah. So let me make this very clear. We need an army. And we need the best army. Just like we need the best doctors. We need the best army, the best trained troops, the best weaponry, the greatest motivation. And I believe we have all that. But all that is not enough. We need a Kodesh Bohu on our side. Hashem Ishmael And that is how we win wars. We win wars with Torah. Some of you are probably familiar with the concept of Yisachas Abulun. Some of you might have Yisachas. It's a very well-known concept in the, in the Torah world. Zvulun does business, supplies Yisachas, Yisachas learns Torah, and they share in the award of Torah. And that is only 50% of the Yesucha Zavolan agreement. That is Yesucha Zavolan of peacetime. There is Yesucha Zavolan of wartime. And at that very same post, then it's Siv writes in Hamik Dabo, Vezois Lefonim al Yisrael. Whenever Jews go out to war, they have others sitting and learning Torah. And to me, it's a pellet and it's one of the major commentators. Didn't see the Uncleus on the spot. It's actually Tadam Uncleus, first and foremost of Torah commentators. 
And Tanga Munkras and the Pusik Zvat Smak Zvulamitsasek writes, Chodi Zvolan Bemafke la Agoha Klova al Bali Divode. Zvolan is happy to go to wage war, Yasafa Biyahonah. And it's the Zayar on the spot. So when we fight wars, we need those that learn. So the Malach tells Yahshua, it's not about Talmud Torah, it's about war. Nothing about Jews is natural. Because in the course of nature, in the course of history, the Jews should have been two or three pages in history books. Somewhere between ancient Troy and the Roman Empire, it would be written, there was a people called themselves the Jews. And they claimed to be descendants of the patriarchs of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yankov. And they rose to prominence so-and-so, B.C., and they sank into oblivion. Their demise was when their temple was destroyed, so-and-so, A.C. But we're not history. We're alive and we're thriving, thriving, and we're doing quite well. We are the people of eternity. We are a miracle. And my great Rebbe constantly used to quote Rebbe In the introduction to his famous Siddur, Shari Shemaim, the Emden Siddur, he writes, Chayrushi, and that is an oath. Kasharanimit bonen bekil miyesol begolus. A land between 70 worlds. This is the greatest miracle that we're still around, that we exist. And those words were written more than 300 years ago. And I wonder what would Rabyanka Vanden write today? What have we been through in the past 300 years? So many trials and tribulations, anxieties and difficulties, spiritually, physically, the Ruchnius of the Gashmias, with this terrible climax of the Shoah. What would he write today? I don't know. I guess he would probably write. What else could he write? So we are the people of miracles. Everything about us is miracles. We don't win wars just by force. We need tefillah. We need tefillah. So each and every one of you, each and every one of us, needs to make more effort. One of the guests sitting in Shul tonight is Abdovid Gottlieb, my dear friend, the Marbid Stoyder from Eretz And he has a project called Salash. Salash is the abbreviation, Rosh Tevis, of Tzaval Hashem Shemayim, servicing the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, Israeli soldiers from Lamdei Torah, and caring to their needs. Some time ago, whether I would agree they should 
publish a special Minchas Osho packet edition for soldiers. I was extremely moved. I doubted whether there's a Barashas, one Shia, one Shmusa in every parish. Some of you, some of you are familiar with the firm. And was a huge demand. And maybe this cover would seem familiar to some of you. This is the cover of the Minchasosha, and this is the one they And now tens of thousands of soldiers are learning and learning in a high level. Only saying to them, learning Dafyoni, learning Minchasosha. But we need to learn as well. And we need to learn more, daven more, daven better, learn more and learn better. So war demands sacrifice. And so many young people are sacrificing their lives. Each and every one of us needs to sacrifice something. So we all need to feel that we need to be part of this effort. And being far away, what is required from us, davening, learning, chesed, gifts of the and bear in mind what you do should be misutah. A few days ago, I was notified that a young soldier that learned my title was killed in combat. And I dedicate tonight's shi'ar Lilu Nishmosai, and I will ask all of you to learn Lilu Nishmosai. Ayal ben Shemaya. One of my closest friends in Eretz Yisrael, a great supporter of Torah. His son-in-law was badly injured trying to free hostages. And I want you to daven for him as well. Nitanel Yaakov ben Yehudit Sarah, if you would mind to write down his name. Daven Yishara Berefur Shalem. So that is our obligation. Chesed, Torah, Tefillah, Achris. Those are the keys. Those are the schools. So let's all hope and pray, hope and doubt. Shalayish Shayt Bishevel should be no more tragedy. This war should be over soon. And the schus of Ahavis Yisrael and Achtus in our communities and Tfilam and Torah. Shakurish Boch Yerachem Alamo. She is so the Ketzla called Sarutainu. Chilavarosh, the Pidion, Nashem. We should deserve it the post of Benatati Shalom Ba'aretz, Mushraftem Ba'ein Machrim. This war should be over soon, and we should achieve all the goals we have set out to achieve. 
that even in Eretz Yisrael should be able to live in peace, in harmony, b'shalom, b'shalom, to raise their children without fear. We should be able to learn Torah and Daven and all the thousands upon thousands of Botem and Roshes and Botik Mesirs. We should only know the same stories. And thank you all for coming together tonight. We should see Bia's Royal Tzedek and Binyan Beis Amigdash and I thank the Rosh Hashiva. As always, thank our dear friend and uh, the Rosh Hashiva's Henry Olinsky for helping to arrange tonight.